0: Loves. I have a beautiful soul to introduce you to. So excited. Welcome, Andrew Lloyd Watkins. The first, <laughs> the first very important detail. <laughs> Welcome, my love.
1: Oh, thank you. Thanks uh, for having me.
0: Such a pleasure. Um, so, you, uh, first of all, I see you as a bright light, you are an incredible coach an incredible mentor. You have done the work and it's obvious. I've actually turned to you many times already (laughs) for guidance and, um, you listen and you ask the right questions and you, it's just so obvious that you've done the work and you've mastered it already. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's an honor.
1: Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> like I mean, it, all of us, we still have work to do, right? But like, you really you you used the tools that you've been given and wisely.
1: Thank you. I mean, yeah, and the work's never done. Uh, <laughs> but and sometimes I feel like uh, it's uh, it's not working, <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and that's part of it. Yeah, um, I get to walk through this having the full spectrum of a human experience. And just because like, let's take today for an example. It's like, I woke up today and I'm wasn't feeling, I'm feeling very good. I'm right now in this moment. I'm not feeling very good. Really? Yeah. I feel super low vibration soon to get woo woo, which I'm fine with. Uh, and to be less woo woo. I'm just, I feel shitty. I woke up feeling shitty today and that's okay. Um, I find a lot of suffering, at least in my experience is resisting, things that I don't want to feel. And so at least for me, so much pain came from the strategies that I would implement to not feel these uncomfortable emotions. So lying is a great example. I don't want to feel uncomfortable in this moment. So I will lie to you or to myself, um, drugs and alcohol, nothing wrong with those independently. Uh, but for me, when I use them as a strategy to escape feeling things, or to enhance feelings that I wanted to feel more of. <laughs> uh, good luck with that one to anybody out there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I mean, it helps you achieve it momentarily, right? Exactly. <laughs> I, I, then.
1: I get a taste for it. And then in my experience, uh, so whatever emotion that I'm trying to avoid. Emo- let, me, let me just take a step back. It's like emotions don't go anywhere.
0: Hmm.
1: So when I cover them up or numb them. They're just doing, and this isn't, these aren't my words. These were, these words were given to me, but they're doing pushups in the parking lot. These emotions are just getting yoked out there. Just ready to just like, well, as soon as I have stopped numbing the pain, come back and just knock me right in the face. Super hard. <laughs> it's like, oh, <"Aw." laughs> oh, this guy, look at this guy. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Exactly. So whenever the, whenever the booze wears off or, or the Coke wears off or the heroin wears off or the meth wears off or whatever it is I'm using to escape reality or, or uh, my my partner wears off or the food that I just Mm -hmm. ate wears off or the movie I just finished wears off, whatever it is that I'm using to escape how I'm feeling, the emotions are there and they're stronger than ever. Now, drugs are particularly nefarious for me because it's like a time lapse. So a movie's two hours, but uh, an alcohol addiction can last years. Mm. And then I've like stunted my emotional maturity for basically as long as I've been drinking or using drugs. Mm. Meanwhile, uh, the emotions have... Uh, or that state have just been getting stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Now that's a really good news. Actually, that might sound super depressing, but it's actually awesome news because I can only, I basically, I can only go for so long until I get two choice a one choice really. And that is deal with how I am feeling. It gets so painful that the drugs and the alcohol stop working. And I can make that one choice, which is to die and not feel those things anymore or shift my behavior. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was the choice that I needed to start making an actual substantial shift. And what I mean by a substantial shift is make a decision uh, to not feel this way anymore. And I had no idea how to start. I mean, I was waking up on a daily basis And if any of your listeners resonate with this, but I was waking up and the the very first thought into my head most days when the sunlight hit my face in the morning was, fuck. Wow. I don't know how I'm going to go outside today. I just, I don't. There were times when I would uh, nail uh, a comforter against the windows to completely black out the bedroom and stuffed towels underneath the door jamb just so that space would stay dark so I wouldn't have to face a new day. That's what it was like to be me for nine years.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: And that also might sound super depressing, but that was a gift for me because without that black and white stark choice um, and out, without that much pain... I would not have been able to make a decision to shift that around. Where nine out of 10 days now, I wake up with a sense of contentment and peace and joyfulness. And that just comes.
0: Comes with the decision. What do you mean? You just said you decided. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> you said you decided You chose differently,
0: right? Yeah, exactly What did you decide?
1: I chose life And to be more specific I knew what I was doing wasn't working
0: mm-hmm.
1: And I didn't really know what to do But I knew I, if I wanted to feel differently I needed to do something And there are there was like a, I don't know, like an almost a switch that flipped, where it's like that old behavior just is not gonna work anymore, and so I looked for help with drugs and alcohol, and then that kind of started a spiritual journey um, that I'm you know, and and the, and the work, and that started about twelve years ago. And the removing of the drugs and alcohol was a necessary but insufficient condition. Explain. So when I was drinking, like remember what I was talking about, using drugs as an avoidance or alcohol and avoiding feeling what I'm feeling. If I was drinking, I couldn't progress. Hmm. But it wasn't enough. So just the removal of the alcohol was essential to moving forward, but it was not enough to get what I was wanting, which was joyfulness.
0: Mm. It, it stopped you from regressing maybe, but you, you still had to make act action, take actions to move forward. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: Um, I could even regress if I wasn't drinking. No, oh. If I wasn't doing the work. Yeah. Um, sure. but it's a, it was a deal breaker. If I were to, if I was to drink, it would be going right back to where I was.
0: Yeah yeah for me drinking was uh, numbing out the inner critic and and I was able to be free I just wanted to be free just dance and have fun and be free and I couldn't I, I, my way of doing that was, was with alcohol oh yeah and other things
1: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but the, the quest was freedom you know that was the
0: I just wanted to be free happy spirit
1: yeah, I would have a few drinks and I would feel like James Bond, Superman. <laughs> I was the most charming guy in the room, in my are. own opinion. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, all of that, all of, all of the I'm not enough, I can't have what I want, I'm not loved. Mm. All of that went away. In the absence of those things, other stories would come up.
0: Right. So how the shift, how did you stop? And then how did what did you have to do to move forward?
1: Uh, stop what specifically uh, Alcohol, uh, drugs and alcohol. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so for alcohol that day where I made that decision, um, I looked up an alcoholics anonymous meeting mm-hmm. and that's where I started. And AA is great, uh, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> but for me, it was fantastic. It was the first time I walked into a place. And I went, Oh, other people kind of think like how I think, And this isn't a criticism of AA, but for me, AA is fantastic at teaching you how to live a sober life. What it's not so great at is teaching me how to live a joyful life. Interesting. But it was a springboard into larger work. And so after a few years in AA, I got to like a... I don't know a seven out of ten emotionally. I was like, "Well, I don't want to die anymore." That's good every day. So that's pretty sweet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm alive. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) And life is like, eh, you know, okay, all right. I don't want like I could I could do this until I die. That's kind of how I felt. Wow, I was like, I could do this
0: baseline.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But I was, but there is a part of me. And I was like, "There is way more. There is, there is more to this. Yeah, there is more to life than just being like." Eh. <laughs> I think everybody knows that, and because I, I would see people live what was appearing to be happy lives, <clears throat> and I was like, what, "What, what, what are these folks doing that I am not doing?" And so I just put it out there. I said, "Well, sponsors have really worked with." not drinking and clearing up kind of the wreckage of my drinking which was essential and maybe there's maybe there's somebody out there that can teach me kind of like the next level that has these things that I want and the sponsors that I had in A were great to teach me how to be sober and to take care of all of that damage that drinking had caused but I didn't really want the lives that they had mm. they weren't crushing it yeah and i was like so where is this human that is having what i want they have have a joyful life they're just crushing it in every metric like emotionally financially romantically where is this human excuse me i know i know i know they exist and so i just put it out there it's literally what i said i'm just going to put it out there three months later I'm at a cigar bar. I don't even smoke cigars. Again, don't even. I don't like the smell of them. I don't know why I'm there. But I'm just hanging out with a buddy of mine, uh, Justin, and I'm telling him what I'm wanting. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, best way I know to get what I want is to ask for it and to put it out there. And so I'm like, Justin, yeah, this is what I'm looking for. He's like, Oh, you know, you mentioned it. Uh, I'm working with a guy. His name's Brent. I don't know if he will take you on. He's got a bunch of dudes. He does it. He does it voluntarily, but he'll definitely have coffee with you. I said, "All right." I meet with Brent immediately. I'm immediate, the energy of this guy. I'm just like, oh. so he starts talking. About three minutes in, into Brent talking, I, I interrupt him. I say, "Brent, whatever this is, I want it." <laughs> And goes fuck. <laughs> 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 now I have to work with you. <laughs> Hell no! <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> and that started. Uh, that started a journey that catapulted me from that what we were describing earlier, that kind of like seven out of ten, mm. to consistently being between an eight, nine, and ten. Excellent. Every day, almost effortlessly.
0: Wonderful. What did he, um, was there
1: one o- overarching lesson? Like wh- what was it that you got from him? It's super simple, mm. like most things that yeah. work, yeah. Uh, but it's inhale. not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just drink water, everybody. That's all it was. I was dehydrated.
0: Try breathing.
1: <laughs> yeah, Inhale followed by an exhale. It's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> And so, this is probably not going to be anything new to anybody listening, but in my experience, I had a bunch of stories or scripts or programs, whatever you want to call them, running through my head on all autopilot thousands of times a day. I'm not enough. I can't have what I want. I'm not worthy. I'm unlovable. I'm alone. I'm unsafe. Things outside of myself are responsible for my value and determine my value, like people's opinions or money or things or status. And these manifested in all sorts of actions and ways. And so the thesis is if these stories are running on a pile of thousands of times a day, well, first off, where do they come from? No, but no baby comes out of the wood and goes, I'm a piece of shit. Like <laughs> that just doesn't happen. Uh, that doesn't exist. So if they came into my brain and were programmed into my brain and aren't really that skillful. And by skillful, I mean leading to an emotional state that isn't really desirable. right? Then why don't I just do that with stories that don't suck? And so the work that we did was going through every resentment that I, I could ever think of or have towards people, places, and institutions or concepts. Like uh, exact like an example of something that used to trigger me was like pull yourself up by your own bootstraps that used to like trigger me uh, and so <laughs> and so I did some work on that
0: why well, what did it mean to you
1: uh, to well first off it's impossible just the metaphor makes no sense and then secondly it's always from <laughs> folks that like had like thousands of boots <laughs> that say that shit <laughs> it's never it's never someone who's from like Uganda right. <laughs> it's, it's always someone foot, like, who inherited right. eight million dollars oh, yeah. <laughs> um and uh but the, yeah so just as an example or just like I uh, used to be all worked up about banks or whatever but all besides the point whatever the resentment is however silly it is or intense or or um or justifiable it may seem like my dad used to beat me as an example
0: mm-hmm.
1: or uh a bully that used to beat me up whatever it is taking full responsibility for my emotional response as an adult to these things and then finding out what the root story is behind the resentment so if the example is I was abused uh, and then the root story is I'm not safe yeah. what if I am what if I am safe
0: safe now or are you rewriting the story from the past
1: what if i am safe and have always been safe mm. and really whatever resonates so if that provides like resistance or pump comes up as like no 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 i don't like that we can start with something else yeah. it doesn't really matter the important thing is is that i'm interrupting the old script yeah and then over time and doing this um, and it doesn't actually take that long to start to see the shifts in the stories. Uh, over time, these old sk- scripts can get replaced with ones that work. Yeah. And what it looks like is instead of thousands of stories going on repeat automatically that kind of don't feel so great, ones that do feel a bit better start to run. And I might find myself in a scenario where I used to respond out of fear or jealousy or avarice or whatever it is. And I'm maybe neutral.
0: And how you respond now.
1: Exactly. I, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Or maybe I actually feel like, okay, hmm. and feel good. Um, and then I, And then if that's my automatic response, then the decisions I make from that place are just naturally more skillful because yeah. I'm not on fucking fire.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And then as a result, my thoughts and my actions are different than my life around me is eventually going to be different. Yeah. And situations that used to boggle my mind and how to handle can now intuitively come to me.
0: Yeah.
1: If that makes sense.
0: It makes perfect sense. I love this exercise. What do you resent write out all the things that you resent and then what's the opposite emotion of that experience right how can you choose consciously as an adult to respond in a compassionate con- conscious way and then it's practice it's a, it's a practice of reacting and responding in a way with these new thoughts because it's very easy to you have we're programmed like our brain is designed to automate how to behave. So if you get a trigger, there's a reaction and you learn it from your parents, right? So then to reprogram that so that when there's a trigger, there's a response of, of ease and grace and acceptance.
1: It's really great that you mentioned the emotional response coming up. Um, so I used to really not like, and I still don't like sometimes feeling shitty. And getting triggered. (laughs) But over time, I've uh, changed my relationship to them because what it is is it is an opportunity. Uh, It's my what what I call my emotional guidance system telling me that there is an unhandled resentment or story that does not serve me. Well, I don't actually I'm going to retrace my does not serve me. It's all serving me because that's my emotional guidance system telling me something is going on.
0: All right.
1: So less, I'll say a less skillful story. And now I have an opportunity to go, fuck that. I'm going to be in the shit right now and fuck it all up. And that's totally fine. Or I can pause and go, oh, what's going on? Yeah. So uh, let's say I'm talking to someone who I am romantically interested in and they, they do not return the interest. Let's say, boom. Okay. What's coming up? I feel rejected. Okay, what's going on here? Well, I express interest, um, and this person does not find me attractive. What does that mean? If I get, go all the way from the root, or sorry, all the way from the top, all the way down, for me, that means I will die alone. Hmm. And I am unlovable. Yeah. And here's the evidence. I'm looking right at it. Right. Okay, <laughs> that's one thing to believe. <laughs> right? That's, that's a thing I can believe. And my brain tends to look for evidence in this way, and it can. That's what it does. Exactly. And, uh, and our ancestors were rewarded for finding shit that was super scary and being super paranoid and fearful to not get eaten by that tiger. But guess what? There is not a fucking tiger behind the rock anymore. right. Yeah. And so, what is a story that feels way better?
0: It's not personal. It's nothing to do with you. What is a story? What story do you make in that scenario?
1: So, for me, like, I am lovable. Yeah. I used to hate that phrase. I'm using hate intentionally. Like <laughs> I was like, I was like, that's gross. I don't want anything to do with that, which wow. is super interesting. <laughs> really fascinating. Like I complete resistance to that phrase, but I am lovable. Like her being romantically interested in me is not at all. It's completely orthogonal to me being lovable or not. I have no, the dishonesty in that story with, I will, um, Her not being romantically interested means I'm not lovable. Is I am prescribing her motivations. I'm basically reading her mind.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's exactly another thing the brain does, it fills in the gaps.
1: Exactly, and <laughs> yeah. I have no fucking clue what she's thinking.
0: Yeah, she might like blondes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that simple.
1: <laughs> she might be having a bad day. She might yeah. not want to talk to anybody, or she might she might not find me attractive. Does that mean I'm not lovable? Right. No. Right. Absolutely not. Right. Absolutely not. And does that mean I'm going to die alone? Come on, bro. No. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> That's where we're going to go. <laughs> we're going to go one person that doesn't want to spend the rest of their life with you. And you're yeah. going to die alone. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I am loved mm-hmm. and I am lovable is my go-to with those. Love it. Also, women don't determine my value as a human being.
0: Very important.
1: Anyone. Exactly.
0: Nobody, no nothing.
1: No thing outside of myself. It's my contention and the story that I really like. All human beings have innate, immutable, and infinite value. Yep. Period, right, full here. stop. Right. Exactly. That's why I can't go out and murder a homeless person. Yeah. Uh, and murder a billionaire and get two different sentences. The sentence is the same because I've taken a human life. Mm -hmm. Now, yes, the legal system (laughs) might have negative results, but the ideal situation, right, right, the philosophy behind it is it's a life sentence for both.
0: Yeah. Wow. Important, really important. What are some other areas of resentment that you've overcome?
1: (laughs) Most of them are related to myself and related to me. So uh, a lot of the discord, I would say, from like emotional discord was self-focused. And there was a lot of self-hatred. And uh, I'm also laughing because it was from a bunch of the stuff that I had done. I was not proud of my behavior mm-hmm. between the ages of 16 and 25. I'm 38 now. Mm. And just like so much wreckage. Just the lying, the cheating, the stealing. What else is there? like <laughs> hold on let me get my list <laughs> there's just so much abhorrent behavior it's like no wonder i was miserable mm. and uh, human beings that act in this way can act in only you know, one of two ways one they can blame everyone else and go uh they made me. they exactly they made me do it of course I'm going to act this way from, you know, the world is like this, or it's like, of course I behave this way. I'm such a piece of shit. And I was the latter.
0: Wow. Wow. Powerful. How'd you overcome it? How did you forgive yourself?
1: that is a continue so uh, the reason I'm pausing before answering that question is because that's a continual thing that's just not uh, it's never like I forgave myself and I am done so self love is a practice um, and it's never over how Uh, do you do it reason i'm pausing it's just that just hit me really hard
0: (laughs) Mm. i love how sensitive you are it's beautiful (laughs) it's a beautiful thing thank you (laughs) if all men were sensitive like it was beautiful yeah thank you very much and
1: i'm getting caught up in the word doing because i could prescribe a list of all of the stuff that i do to take care of myself um but really uh, the the relationship i have with myself is almost like a being nice go there kind of thing so i i think of this example is the doing is kind of irrelevant the motivation behind the doing is what's most important in my experience and i'll give an example to explain what i mean please let's take exercise Everyone, I think, on its face would say exercise is a quote-unquote good thing, taking care of one's body. Yeah. I disagree with that entirely. (laughs) I would ask them why they're exercising. Mm. And for me, so I I was bulimic for about 12 years, maybe 10 to 12 years, and body dysmorphia, the whole deal. And... I exercised for very different reasons. Have a perfect ass. Bingo. <laughs> 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 and there is nothing wrong with enjoying the way that the aesthetic of one's body yeah. which are the results of exercising, but if that's the primary and or only reason I am doing it, misery is in my future mm. and it will never be enough.
0: Yes, true.
1: No matter how jacked I get, no matter how cut the six pack is, I will find something on that body to tear apart.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: And I'm what I'm doing is reinforcing to go all the way back and bring it back, reinforcing a story that doesn't work. My value comes from the things outside of myself, namely my physical appearance
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and my beauty which really means that my value comes from other people's opinions of me. Right. Other people finding me attractive. Yep. And experiment, uh, by the way, to your listeners, experiment with all these stories. If you're not believing me and you're like, you know what, I'm going to get as hot as fuck and then go see see how that works, try it on and see how happy one is. Don't get me wrong. Looking in the mirror at oneself and being yoked feels great. Yep. Much like eating a Snickers bar feels great or opening a Christmas (laughs) present feels great. And it's fleeting. Yeah. It goes away and then I'm still me. I'm left with me afterwards. Yeah. Picking still apart looking my body. At cellulite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no
0: matter how good my body is, I find that one dimple <laughs> on my ass and I'm like, that motherfucker. <laughs> <Bingo>.
1: <laughs>
0: it's amazing.
1: Bingo. Exactly. And so now if I'm exercising or working out, whatever you want to call it, to f- just feel good in my body, my experience in my relationship with exercise is way different. And I'll give you an example of what that means. So previously I would have some fucking ridiculously strict, you know, seven day a week, three by 10 fucking with the cardio in the morning and the six meals spaced out and weighing every fucking thing out and blah, 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 blah. And it was exhausting and I hated it and it sucked. And I was like every day just reinforcing how shitty I felt. Wow. It was horrible. And my body looked good, but it doesn't look anywhere near like it looks now, hmm. which I'm very happy with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what was the? Oh, I'm not now. I lost my third oh, train um, of thought.
0: So, how the resentment, or uh, and bring it back to so that maybe, and the thought, the inner dialogue. Oh, it, talk, was, it was the two,
1: two, the, the, the motivation behind the action.
0: Yes, thank you.
1: So now my my north star is well being, is my emotional and physical and spiritual well being. That's my north star, and when I exercise now, one I look forward to it.
0: Yeah,
1: it's not something I'm not dreading going to the gym. I'm not dreading going to yoga class. Why? Because it's not something I'm doing to go get my value. Yeah it's something i'm doing to in, to f- just feel fucking good. Yeah. That's the north star. Is my well-being. And if i miss a day of exercise, it's okay. Yeah. Oh my the world did not crumble around me. It's yeah. fucking fine. My body
0: didn't go to shit. <laughs> like-
1: <laughs> and, <laughs> it's, okay. it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. And have some grace with myself.
0: Yeah.
1: And i can still enjoy how i look in the mirror. And I can still know that this is going to affect my aesthetic. And what's the irony is, is the outcomes were just dramatically different. And I enjoyed the process.
0: Mm.
1: So it's like, if I am just efforting for outcome, outcome is 99.9999% of my lived experience. And the getting to the outcome is the whole 99%. Mm. So if I can enjoy <laughs> the getting to the outcome, I've basically cracked the code.
0: Yeah, and on enjoying life.:
1: Exactly, exactly. So love it. That's why I say the motivation behind the thing is way more important than the thing itself.
0: The being the state of being, How, who do you need to be to be at your highest version?
1: And it bring it back to self-love, right? The first thing I think of as an act of self-care is eating well and physical fitness. But I can abuse both of those things like I abuse drugs and alcohol. And that's why the why is so important. Mm.
0: Love it. Love that. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) Any final thoughts on how to step into your highest potential and make an impact?
1: I like to start super, super, super small.
0: Okay. What does that look like?
1: I like to do the first smallest, dumbest thing that gets me in the direction that I want to go. And then I do that until that is so ridiculously easy that it's absurd that I would ever not do that thing. Okay. And as an example, if I really want to start exercising, since we're on the fitness bit, why don't I just get up and walk for five minutes a day? But Andrew, that's ridiculous. That won't achieve any results. Blah, 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 blah. And I would go, I would pause and say, you are correct. It's not going to achieve your the physical results that you're talking about but we are putting the cart before the horse this is a emotional and mental issue not a physical issue and what we're doing is greasing the groove for who i am going to be and over time if i am walking for five minutes every single day the person that i am being is one who walks and moves their body every day Hmm. and if your experience is anything like mine that five minutes, the brain will ultimately "Go! This is ridiculous. Can we walk for more than five minutes, please? <laughs> I want to move around outside. Like we're already out here. Let's yeah. go for ten, right? <laughs> or can we trot instead of this walking stuff? <laughs> and then and, and see what's just happened. My brain is now wanting to go do these things that is good for itself." Mm. In my experience, I would start with, I'm going to impact a billion people and I'm going to be the biggest blah, 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 blah. By all means, if that's your deal, go do it. For me, change starts with myself. I change changed myself. I have now changed the world. Everyone's talking about changing the world. Let's slow it down, bro. Okay? How are you doing? Is your laundry even done? <laughs> Bring it back to me. I change myself. The world has already changed. I have a network of people. I don't know, let's call it 150 to 1,000 people that I impact on an annual basis. Yeah. I change me. I've changed all of their lives mm. just by not being a fucking asshole. <laughs> right. Now if I flip that around and be an awesome human being, now I've made all of their lives better. Mm-hmm. Great. So that's... Let's start with my family. Now my family's life is better. Now they all, and that trickles into wherever they work and whoever they interact with and whoever their friends are and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a giant MLM scheme of happiness. The ripple effect. Exactly.
0: I love the ripple effect. And I love the thought of starting small. I have a few clients that need to up their exercise and, and need to start taking care of their bodies. Um and and it's this daunting thought changing their whole world. And yeah, it's just it, what's the smallest thing you can do right now that will create that's the action step in moving you in the direction of who you want to be in your highest state.
1: It's very, very simple. Yeah. And it's also hard as fuck. <laughs> like many simple things are.
0: Yeah. Um, I use the clicker, by the way, as my little reminder, like for m- when I try and get my clients to not try when I get my clients to do, uh, repeat mantras, for example, to get them into the mindset, I have them hold a clicker and it's fascinating. You end up being able to work, uh, work out like a monk, essentially work your brain out like a monk.
1: Oh, that's, okay. that's really cool. So
0: there are little tricks, there are little ways to get you inspired and motivated to move in that direction. But I like this trick of what's the simplest, easiest action to take. Cause it's that first step. That's the hardest. If you can simplify it and make it a no brainer, then it makes the rest easier.
1: It's all about, in my experience, it's all about momentum. Yeah, exactly. And I'm building momentum in the direction that I want to be going. Yeah. And then once the momentum is there. It's like it's like gravity. It's almost like oh, I want to do more of this kind of thing, right. and it can seem so, like you were saying, so daunting to start what seems like this insane path, whatever it is, whether it's not feeling like shit every day or exercising. Just try a tiny, ridiculously so seemingly insignificant small thing, yeah, and move the boulder.
0: Love it down the hill, Andrew. You're such a treat. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> Thank you for being open and honest and amazing. You're welcome. Ah, what a blessing. Um, final thought, actually. What did you learn from ALA? Ascension Leadership Academy. Any overarching... Is that what words? that stands for? Is that what that was? <laughs> yeah. Any, um, any overarching <laughs> lessons that come to mind? I mean, there are many, but is there one there that comes to There are so many, out?
1: yeah. Um, is the first thing that popped into my head is... I, leadership was one of those words that kind of triggered me. Because in my mind, a leader is someone, leaders are narcissistic sociopaths that only crave power. Wow. And the reason that they're leaders is so they can have more of that power. Wow. As evidenced by literally every public leading figure that I've ever <laughs> witnessed in my entire life. Okay. Save for the exceptions. You'd be like, well, what about Martin Luther King yeah. and Gandhi? Yeah, well, they're dead. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> where, where are they right now? And because I don't see any of that shit. And what ALA has done for me is reframe what leadership really is. And to summarize it is leadership can be one of the highest forms of service. Mm. And so if I go into it with that intention, I can impact a lot of people's lives through this act of service. Yeah, I almost want to call it like service ship or some other dumb word that I made up, uh, but <laughs> but that's reframing what it means in my mind. Yeah. Um, and that's helped me bring that into um, into work as well.
0: I love that a leader is a server.
1: Yeah, exactly. How do you serve? That's the ideal.
0: Yeah, yeah. How do you serve? How can you serve? That's exactly what I guide my clients with is, um, what do you love to do? What are you innately good at? And who do you want to serve? How can you use your talents in service? I'll tell you, when you figure that out, you'd never work another day in your life Mm. because it's such a blessing
1: Mm.
0: and you love it. Yeah. It's fun.
1: (laughs) And the, the irony is like the, or maybe it's not even irony. It's like the more people that I end up helping. The more I get, yeah, which is kind of bizarre. Mm, it's I get like ten x out of any of the, I get like ten x out of any of the service that I do, which is kind of nuts. Mm. I just put it out there, and then oh my gosh, all this stuff comes back to me.
0: Amazing so. final note. Thank you. Jenna says it often: the getting is in the giving.
1: Bingo! Bingo! <laughs>
0: All right, my love, thank you so much. What thank treat. you, Dr. Uh, Nikki. <laughs> I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. That was so fun. Please subscribe if you enjoyed that too and leave me a review on Apple iTunes so I can move up into the new and noteworthy section. Ignore the fact that it still has my old Nikki-tastic cover page. Apple does not seem to respond. Weird. also I am starting a mastermind I'm super excited about I'm bringing together some amazing powerhouse people to step into their absolute fullest highest potential and make a big impact so if that's you if you feel like you need some clarity you have potential. you just need a little clarity maybe some accountability and guidance and the support of an amazing group of people that is definitely something to consider. Please reach out to me. I'm uh, taking applications now to make sure that you're the right fit for this program. And you will also learn how to use your body to make decisions and how you can use this vessel to attract what you want and tune in, tap on how to use literally your the senses in your body and your body's natural attracting abilities to create and manifest exactly what you want. And then we'll also expand on your vision and make it bigger and better and brighter than you could possibly find them and then create the team to help you get there. So really powerful mastermind coming up soon. So reach out to me if that's of interest and also reach out if you're interested in one-on-one coaching. I'm here to serve and help you grow to, like I mentioned that your absolute highest potential and you're here for a reason And there's probably some limiting beliefs or something holding you back. And we'll uncover those, get rid of those, quiet them at the very least. And so that you can really make the impact that you're here to make super exciting. So I uh, am so grateful that you listened all the way and I really appreciate you. Please also contact me with feedback. I am here in service of you. So if there's any topics you'd like to learn more about, if you have any questions or concerns, please, please, please reach out to me directly. I am here and growing with you on this journey. All right. Thank you so much, you guys. I love you.